Tanya Smith, we made you, uh, or we watched with you. You watched along with us. Look who's talking! The 1989 horror film about the soul of Die Hard trapped in a tidy baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is your major compliment for this movie? I liked Kirstie Alley's sweaters. I thought they were all like, and even with the shoulder pads, frankly, I was just feeling like just so weird eighties times. The sweater is good enough to overcome the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads are not part of a great ensemble. You know, strategically employed, I think shoulder pads can be part of any ensemble. But oh. in, or, in this or case, like a good military offensive as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also in great this for case, tackling. It just, <laughs> <laughs> yes which actually i mean for how much physical comedy is in this in this movie that actually kind of oh, makes yeah. sense a little bit yeah you yeah. know you never know when you John might have travolta. to flail your way into a potted plant or something yeah Tra- travolta wishes he had shoulder pads for that really bizarre fight scene oh, oh yeah man <laughs> so many bizarre fight scenes oh yeah <laughs> two people who have never been in a fight try to do what a fight is yeah <laughs> <laughs> If this is your first day at awkward vestibule fight, you have to fight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Chris, why don't we have you go next in our compliment round? What is your major compliment? Oh, yeah, speaking of of Mr. Travolta, his character is a... uh, How do I want to put this? He's a reckless driver, but he's a fortunate driver. Like, everything really works out when he disobeys every single law. Yeah, his license plate just says, works out for him. Like, other people get... just says, blessed. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he just floors it. This dude, he's got a a lady giving birth in the back of the cab, and he is going all over the road. He's crashing through construction sites. He's he's doing all this stuff. He's practically turning corners blind into traffic and barely a scratch on the car. He is... Because he knows the city so well. And and uh, I love that. I also love that he may or may not have time powers. Well, oh, you mean you like... You he can see the future just yeah. turning into traffic. He's like, I know this alley like the back of my hand, says someone who might have lived this experience before. Or did, like did Nick you, Cage where you can see two minutes in the, the future. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Also, did you guys ever see... Um, Premium Rush, like the uh, the the Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, uh, not yet. Uh, no, I just, the new one or the with, old one. I just go with regular Rush. I can't really oh, afford. You know what? It's worth it. It's kind of like it's like the 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 guacamole of um, bike oh. oh. Premium Rush is where they just take Rush and they pour uh, cheese sauce on the top. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, they make it next to your table, which is actually it's really it feels really special. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt's superpower in that one, like his his, I guess, no, like slightly above average power, I guess, really was is he can, when he's about to hit a car, he can see like several divergent possibilities and know which way it's going to turn. And it's a really nice. cool way yeah. of doing the action scene. Yeah, that's so. sort of like next. He kind of does that. Yeah. Okay. Cage movie. Uh, I like just using that for cars though, and just being a great driver. Although the thing about him being a great driver, Chris, is that he ruined like a hundred people's days. So many people got in car accidents avoiding him. Yeah. Just really unfortunate for everybody else. That's yeah, and that's the thing but you also, know. you know, it was New York in 1989. Fuck him, I think, is his, uh, is his philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. the key you got to remember about good luck, though, is there's only so much luck in the universe, so if you get good luck, someone else is getting bad luck. Whoa, is that oh, true? No. Yeah. Wait, so if I stub my toe to someone else, like, you know, find a dollar? Yeah. Is that how much your toe is worth? Mine's worth a couple bucks. Your pain. Which toe? I know I have different prices on each. Did you stub other toes? I think it's all big toe. No, I, pinky toe actually, hurts I've so pinky much. Toe. My pinky toe still hurts from like a month ago. Oh, no, really? You probably broke it as... Yeah, yeah that's actually what breaking a toe is. <laughs> that's what breaking a toe is like. Go to the huh. doctor now. Tape it to the other one. No, they're not going to be able to do anything for you. It's like oh, breaking a rib. It? Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait. So, 
So they just they're just they're, do I get put down now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll never Dude, race I've, again. It's the human I broke my toes so to many do. times. They they just like they'll realign themselves just as you walk uh, during the initial part, and then they just hurt for a while while the bone is healing, and it's oh. fine. Yeah. But Come we're at still me, have, doctors. We're, we're still gonna have you put down Ezra, though, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> just as a precautionary yeah. measure. Remember, this is not a medical advice podcast. Never has been. <laughs> but your quality of life has really been suffering. I think maybe it's time you take a trip out to the farm. I think I'm okay. No, that's, everyone says that right before they have to go to the farm. <laughs> not quite dead. <laughs> All right. So uh, my major compliment is uh, for the casting of Die Hard as the baby. Because uh, yeah, I, if because yeah, because Die Hard looks like a giant baby. That's true. And so a baby kind of looks like a tiny Die Hard. And so giving wow. him a little high pitched voice and putting him in a baby's body actually works really well for me. Yeah, so, I mean, I also remember him as the voice of that dog in what's the one where the dog, Homeward two Bound? dogs and a cat. Yeah, yeah. Homeward Bound. They're coming. Oh, home. he was the he was the was that uh, him? Pitbull? He was the young dog. I, yeah, he was, was Michael Chance. J. Fox. Was it? I thought they were all Michael J. Fox. Ah oh, man, uh, why didn't we get Michael J. Fox for this? <laughs> like on the podcast? Who was we? For, yeah, no, I mean we, the director of this movie. I said that super confidently, but now I'm looking it up. It looked uh, Michael J. Fox is the narrator. Oh, uh, what? Um, I guess that's what that. Yeah, I thought Bruce Willis was Chance, but anyway, no, it is Michael J. Fox and Sally Field played Sassy. Oh, yep. nice. Sassy. And Shadow was Dom Amici. That's hey, fun. How, how come they didn't recast the baby as a dog? <gasps> well, as Kirsty Alley it. just happens to give birth to a talking dog. <laughs> or do you I mean, mean the baby's inner monologue is barking? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's an improvement. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I haven't seen Look Who's Talking also, but the uh, uh, the poster has dogs on it, so I'm assuming. Spoiler alert: the dogs are also talking. You do I need to add talking yeah. for a sequel. And look who's talking now. What is the what's the next logical thing? I mean, the dog. Oh, uh, maybe look who's talking now has dogs in it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's it's girl baby and then dog. That's oh, what yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's boy baby, girl baby, dog. Yeah, which make, yeah. is the perfect. Yeah, it only makes sense that the next one would be dogs. I guess the one after that would be like his hands start talking to him. Yeah. And oh, just, is that yeah. is that the plot of um? Uh, look who's that, talking like, for some. Well, I was I thinking like the, the the devil's play thing, the idle hands, like that horror movie. Was that just a oh. spinoff of the Look Who's Talking Universe? Yeah, it's got no. Be. The hand doesn't talk in that movie. Well, it gets to do stuff. Okay, then. Uh, uh, then <laughs> no, there's a perfect that, no. As that movie doesn't exist, you get to make it. Uh, it won't infringe on that or like Adam's Family. Like I'm in the clear here. You think? Yeah, I think you're good. Call what if the hands are wearing things while they talk? Oh, wait, we just invented puppets. <laughs> oh, we invented... We're the ones who did that. I was wondering who invented puppets. <laughs> Finally. Pats on the back all around. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Let's pop some Call bubbles. Pu- we probably get a nickel every time someone uses a puppet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Starting now when we invented them. <laughs> right. Innovation. Pass it on. Yes. <laughs> but really don't. That's our idea. <laughs> we, we, need, we need those nickels, guys. <laughs> Innovation, pass it on. Copyright. <laughs> Ezra, uh, that leaves you. What's your major compliment for Look Who's Talking? So I don't know if you guys realize, but this movie is actually a, a prequel to Clueless because it has a young Miss Geist in it. Miss Ooh. Geist? The, the, right? So, like so the, is, the pre, is the prequel called Clueful? Oh, or just Clue. Oh, Clue. It's Clue called is a less prequel empowered to than Clueless. <laughs> huh. So the murder mystery with Tim Curry? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Same cinematic uh, universe. Um, but yeah, the um, right, uh, Miss Miss Geist, Miss Geist. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, misguised was like so. So it's it's the same quirky like you know like like auxiliary character. Um, in this case, she gets to like like jump on the back of like a of a of a cheating guy. Uh, yeah. And oh, yeah. in the future, she finds love you know with Wallace Shawn. Uh, yeah, that's true. Her haircuts are pretty cool in this movie. Yes, Her, they are. The actress's name is Twink Kaplan, which makes it yes, even better. Yes, it is. <laughs> I did not know that would be a Tanya, you thought name. about both of these facts No, before. I took notes on this because I, I wanted to compliment the jump on the back. I didn't know that Twink could be a possible... Like, I would have chosen that if I could have known that was a that was up in the air, you know? As uh, a name? Chosen it for what, exactly? A name for myself, obviously. Oh. <laughs> As you can choose to be a Twink any time <laughs> I think we both oh, know no. I skew more bear. Uh, I want to go back to puppet time. <laughs> As I so would like you to actually get a compliment into this compliment somewhere. What? Like, I, I'm really happy you just that... You said it's the same character. You just you described say, a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, I love Miss Geist, and I'm, I'm happy okay. to see more of her world. There you go. That's all it takes. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a technicality, but we're cracking down on fake compliments on the show. Sometimes our compliments need a little coaxing. And then yeah. you fasten the other side, and it's a diaper. You did it. <laughs> Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, mostly bad movies, some books, some TV. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. I'm a sassy baby who likes looking at boobs. Oh, you too? Oh, okay, great. I bet you're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah, boobs. Who's no. looking at boobs too? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So he says. So Travolta says. All right, I bet you're thinking what I'm thinking. And then the baby says, "Yeah, lunch." And then what I would love to have heard is Travolta's inner monologue, which is like, "Yep, lunch." Yeah. So I was thinking <laughs> about lunch. I I do like lunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great meal. <laughs> chips, a pickle. That's great. Whoa. Wait, are you actually pro chips? Because I'm definitely pro f- fries. Does anyone else want to weigh in on this? Ooh. Oh. You mean like the British name for chips? It's a weird no, but it's a weird menu when you can get a like super sad bag of chips that's like here's here are four chips and a bunch of chip bits, yeah. Or you can get fries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like the side of a sandwich, like a deli sandwich. I want chips for sure. Ah. Oh man, I I would I would always order fries over chips. But if I get chips Mm. and fries are not available because I don't have a fryer, I'm still happy with the chips that I have. Chips are great. I would I would rather have extra pickles than any chips. What? but pretty, have you had the pickles before? Option. Because sometimes the pickles aren't that good, and then you just have a lot of pickles. You know, yeah, what? I answer is like, like mm, I'd rather have an ice cream sundae. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you don't know what are options. You know, if, if someone could be named Twink Kaplan, I don't know what's possible in this world. <laughs> Ezra's world is ripped wide open here. Anything is possible. Also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. Tanya Smith. Hey, remember when I wasn't so weird, and also I'm Kirstie Alley. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was, which, are you talking about Christy Alley or John Travolta? This is also when John Travolta wasn't so weird, which is nice as well. That is oh. true. Yeah, he was still doing his, like, cool guy Saturday Night Fever almost. Yeah, yeah. including when they played the song from Saturday Night Fever. Yes. You know, here's a here's an off the cuff recommendation. Before you see Going Clear, just watch every John Travolta movie you want to see. Mm. <laughs> and, and enjoy them. Once you're sure that nothing good could come of it. Well, once you're once you're sure that you're done watching John Travolta without like this scrim Cruise. of like sadness over yeah. every scene, <laughs> then any, it's time. I gotta ask, <laughs> then Tanya, it's time. Are there any other kinds of scrims that we can get, or is it just of sadness? 
Because I would take a pickle-flavored one if that's on the table. (laughs) You can't just (laughs) sub pickles for everything. But what about the quality of the pickles? (laughs) I'm sorry, officer. What if it's It's... got a really thick rind thing (laughs) going on? Instead of a speeding ticket, I would like to sub some more pickles. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll charge you a dollar extra, but you'll get it, is the thing. Uh, I think the definitive Travolta is the American crime story weird over made up lawyer Travolta. Uh, oh, I hear he's doing good in there. He's so, it's so bizarre. Mm. So weird. I did like the show though, especially the ending. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Good stuff. The the ending is uh he gets No, out no of, I don't me, think we're doing that. No, let me tell you. Uh, it's worth spoiling. <laughs> Uh, Wait for for you or yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you guys, what do you, you do it's know it's it about a true thing that happened? Right? I mean, you do yeah, know I was going to say, why trial. do we need this? We know what happened. We all when know. I said I loved the ending. You guys reacted like that was a normal thing to say when I was joking sure. about this past event that actually happened. I feel like sometimes people like the ending. <laughs> well, there's a bonus at the end, which is that you see OJ's butt. Like we were waiting this whole time to see OJ naked, but for some reason, you well, just now see it won't be a surprise. <laughs> So thank He's you. innocent. He can do whatever he wants. All right. Also joining us today in Northern California, it's a very special super host episode. So we have both of our rotating co-hosts today, including at uh, Ezra Fox on Twitter, but he only goes there to see sad things you've sent him. So keep posting articles about gross science. This is... I really I really need to turn off my alerts. <laughs> Please Thanks. welcome yeah, back, Ezra Fox. <laughs> um, hey, put me back in. Put me back in. No, you do not actually want that. Nobody yeah. involved wants that. Um, Although that is sort of a react. I mean, like being born has got to be a bit traumatic. I know? mean, I can only imagine it's as traumatic as like waking up in the morning uh, and like having the blankets like blankets like swept away from you, and that's not great. You know, right? No, I mean, I agree with you about all of that. Although, how does he already have a concept of out and in? He knows the words for apple juice already. There's a lot of there's a lot of gaps. Like, like, it's a really selective knowledge base that he yeah. has. I, I just don't know what he knows and doesn't know, you know? Exactly. None of us do. <laughs> well, as you're going to have to know later when we play our game of Claire Ezra Explains It All. But first, let me tell you guys, this is episode number 338. Wow. We have now done as many episodes as the number of vacation days the co-CEO of Whole Foods, Walter Robb, has saved up. What? What? He, what? he can so roll he him just... over in that business. Got a lot of oh. lot of sick Is he going to take a sabbatical? Like, what's the plan? <laughs> That's like a year. Yeah, He's so yes. close to a year. Yeah. Well, they actually. Uh, so Whole Foods will let you roll over, or they'll let you take them out as cash. Mm. And apparently, oh, a lot oh, of big oh, companies oh. do that. So uh, Apple let Tim Cook uh, reimburse Tim Cook fifty six grand in twenty fourteen for unused vacation days. Huh. Hot dog. I don't, I don't know if I like this idea. I feel like you should, you know, just just you should take the vacation, man. Yeah. A lot of companies have a use them or lose them policy because they want their employees to take the vacation. Yeah, I don't like I lose like them that. either. I, how about have this? Use them, or we'll make you use them. Like a use them or catapult uh, policy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll catapult so, you to the nearest tropical island. They you just put a on big vacation. rubber band in the doorway of your office, so you like stride in, and it's like boy, yo, 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 yo. Yes, <laughs> and then, and then, behind that, and then you're all of a sudden in South Florida. Had you had that? Happen? <laughs> That's how people end up in South Florida. <laughs> I, I That's the idea. vacation they chose for you. <laughs> yeah, if that, that's a great threat. Which is like, if you don't pick a vacation, we're going to pick a vacation spot for you, and you're not. <laughs> it's like going it. to be South Florida. Yeah. Welcome to Banff. What? It's November. <laughs> <laughs> Banff. Uh, apparently, also, uh, um, Walter Rob is not afraid of using his vacation days. So he's used some, uh, and oh, also okay. he doesn't use many sick. Di- he does use some sick days because, uh, but he doesn't get sick much. Which I'm assuming is because of that magic asparagus water they have there. 
Oh. So, Is that yeah. a thing? Wow, that's like many, many months old, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, all of, the, all of the all of the Whole Foods things that make you healthy, they have all of them. I mean, so Alex, I much. think I think you're being a little presumptuous because I don't think you can actually afford to shop at Whole Foods because no one can. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, you don't think he gets an employee discount or something? He can't Maybe pay 10%, for... but like <laughs> still, that's not enough. Like The markup's like 3000 He could pay for produce with his number of vacation days. Yeah, yeah. Each is an apple. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of situations that science doesn't necessarily support, all uh, well, this week we're talking about Look Who's Talking. Uh, this is... Uh, um, if you're looking for... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so stumbling today. Uh, we watched the movie Look Who's Talking from 1989. If you're looking for the album by Dr. Albin, Look Who's Talking, click on Look Who's Talking album. Or for the racehorse, see Look Who's Talking horse. Oh. Oh, so disambiguation is that doing what some we're doing for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, look who's talking. The horse won two races in New Zealand. Okay. Huh. I, I was hoping I think this is by far the most notable of the look who's talkings. I was hoping that uh, look that the horse would be named after like can't stop talking and look who's two or something. But if, if you're yeah. looking for talking horses television, you want Mr. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> If you want talking dogs creation, you need peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like if uh, if this had a disambiguation at the top that was like, if you think this movie about talking babies is bad, you should watch Super Babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's much worse. It's Baby so geniuses, too. <laughs> Although this was more sexist. So, well, yeah. Oh, man. More everything the in 80s. the worst direction. Yeah. Uh, so, why are we watching this, you guys? It's because it is time for Pod Crawl 2016. Pod Crawl! Oh, look who's crawling now! Look who's pod crawling now. Is that what it is? Yeah. What was the slogan you came up with? Yeah, last look week? who's pod crawling now. Um, it was longer. I couldn't than remember that. a slogan, please. <laughs> it was much longer than that. <laughs> I know. Of course uh, it was. Anyway, uh, so this is Podcrawl. This is where we along we pa- we partner up with a couple of other podcasts to talk about a trilogy of films. We did it with the Star Wars prequels. We did it with the rubber nippled Batman's, and now it's we're going to do the whole Look Who's Talking trilogy. So this is week number one. Uh, the series will continue next week uh, with TBTL. Or in the next few days, probably, depending on when you're listening to this, with Luke Burbank, who's going to be watching Look Who's Talking also. And then it's going to finish up on April 30th with the Flophouse Look Who's Talking 3D. Um, so you guys should definitely stay tuned and uh, follow The Crawl. These are great shows. Crawl yeah. on along. Get, welcome on, get on your for, knees. If we got no, any new listeners. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so if, you're, if, you're, if you listen to one of those other shows and you're coming back to join us, thank you for being here. If you want to make sure to catch up on all the pod crawl action, you can use hashtag podcrawl on Twitter, and also you can go to podcrawl.space, uh, which has uh, links to all of these episodes, plus past podcrawls, so you can follow the history of the podcrawl. .space, you really went out all for this one, Alex. It was on sale for one ninety nine. Hey, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> cheaper well, than guacamole. Yeah, yeah, cheaper than adding pickles. That's what I say about my That's fair. my domains. Could we, instead of dot space, could it be dot actual pickles given to me? <laughs> the confusing thing about space is like it's also like that's a like someone's just gonna do like podcrawl dot space bar and like it's gonna they won't get anywhere right. That's gonna happen. There's a lot of things you can type in the URL box that will not get you here. So okay, but this one sounds like one. it. <laughs> I could type, type, type a lot of things, but podcast. I guess anything else but that one, yeah. It's right, the only enough. way, S P A C E, in case you thought I meant the space bar. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> yes, why don't sir. you summarize for everybody who's uh, 
not just new to the podcast, but maybe new to Look Who's Talking. Oh, and yeah. Summarize this whole movie in the style of the lead sperm giving a pep talk to the old sperm. <laughs> oh, God. Really? <laughs> okay. It was Come just on, very kids. peppy. This yeah. is how this pep talk starts. I'm just going to wiggle the whole time. Tanya can keep me honest. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, hey, guys. Hey, 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 let's let's go. You getting ready? We're going to go. We're going to go. I don't know where we are because I have no concept of where we are, but I know that we have to go. We have to go forward. Keep swimming. Keep swimming. Keep swimming. Hey, there's an egg. I'm a sperm. It's an egg. Let's, let's make a baby. Okay, cool. Hey, it's a baby. <laughs> the sound of you burrowing. Yeah, the burrow, 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 burrow. Hey, turns out this baby's growing inside Kirsty Alley. Uh, Kirsty Alley is uh, a go-getter. She's an accountant to some rich people, and one of these rich people, Albert, she is sleeping with. Wait, she, Chris, she's having a baby. She must be married. No, she's not married. It turns out they had unprotected sex, her and Albert, and uh, this time it wound up making a little baby. But they're gonna get married, right, Chris? Uh, well. so albert is married and he says that he can't leave his wife because she has bulimia and he doesn't want to leave her while she's traumatized and it's the mother of his kids you know he has a nine-year-old and 11 year old already uh so they're full grown he's raised yeah but you know he he and his wife are on the outs, so he gets a place on his own so surely they're gonna move in together right kirstie alley having his baby and albert well Not so much, because he just needs a little time, and he's going through what he calls a selfish phase, which basically just means uh, he doesn't want to be there for her. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to raise a baby. So, Kirstie Alley uh, lives in her apartment uh, alone, and she winds up having this baby, who she names Mikey. And, uh, you know, what we didn't, or what she doesn't know, and what she doesn't know the entire movie, is that Mikey's internal monologue is voiced by Bruce Willis, by <laughs> Die Hard. So, <laughs> yep, she doesn't know that. Yeah, as soon Sadly, as that we do is know a that. recognizable a zygote, Guys, it starts being so Bruce Willis. All babies, for as, well, as far as we know, are voiced by Bruce Willis. We just would never get to find out, right? Well, no, because he has conversations with other babies, babies in, the, in the sandbox, uh, and it's other people presumably occasionally um, right. and there's Joan the Allen baby at the or, end or, yeah. sorry uh, Joan Rivers yep Joan Rivers at the end yeah, yeah. absolutely so here's the deal Kirstie, Kirstie Alley has Bruce Willis growing inside of her and when it's time so, Ezra to, we know that like one in seven babies has an inner monologue voiced by Bruce Willis so okay, it's possible you. yours does too yeah I can only hope continue Chris yeah. Very, very possible. So it's time for her to have this baby, but she doesn't have anyone there for her. She doesn't have Albert. You know, nobody else is around. So it's New York. She gets in a cab. Who's driving the cab? John goddamn Travolta is driving yeah, you that gotta, cab. That's better than cash cab. That's a good day. Yeah, because John Travolta, he's going to reckless drive all over the place, and he is going to uh, make sure that you get to the hospital on time to have that baby. And Are uh, you still a sperm? <laughs> well, aren't we always... <laughs> oh, Sorry, I, I'm, I'm still wiggling. No? Still wiggling. <laughs> okay, uh, so John Travolta becomes a sort of de facto friend slash babysitter when he shows up at the uh, at Kirstie Alley's apartment after she's had the baby. She's like, "What are you doing here? Are you stalking me?" And he's like, "Well, I'm a hustler. I try to get things for free." And my grandpa needs to move into this home to establish New York residency. I just started having his mail sent to you, so I'll just be by all the time. That is a weird. I don't follow that. I don't get no, it. Nobody does. But hey, here's the plan. 
He's there because he kind of likes her, I think. And he starts hanging around. He's great with kids. She's a new mom. She's overworked. She doesn't know what's going on. She's reading all these books. And John Travolta is Mr. Cash. He's just casually taking that baby to an airport on the first day. He's just doing all these things. He's just very comfortable hanging out with Mikey, the baby, who I, I hesitate to repeat but is Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny Bruce Hesitate, Willis. but we'll still repeat. We'll still repeat. That, that's Bruce Willis. Okay, fine. Tony's wiggling at me, reminding me that I'm supposed to be wiggling <laughs> and swimming this whole time. Okay. So, uh, to, you know, it, it's very clear that John Travolta has a crush on Kirstie Alley, but she she's not so sure about him. Because she's already got Albert, and there's sort of this pretense that maybe she's going to get back together with Albert, and because he's so rich, he could provide for them. Uh, and then, but she also goes on with dates uh, with other accountants because her her mom is an accountant and her dad's an accountant, and maybe accountants get together like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a terrible date. That guy's awful, uh, and and he also gets some bad dating advice from John Travolta. But John Travolta, he's just busy hanging out, having fun with Mikey, and uh, Mikey loves hanging out with John Travolta, and he loves loves hanging out with his mom and he's like hey they should be together in his internal bruce willis monologue and eventually they are they get together but it takes mikey running away from the nursing home when they were visiting grandpa and getting in a car and there's a big old chase getting in a wacky adventure getting in a wacky adventure that is very quickly resolved and it turns out that Kirstie Alley and John Travolta, they love each other, so they're going to be mommy and daddy. And you know what, Sperm? We're going to go at it again. We're going to make a little sister for the sequel. I was really and surprised that the only other character with a name in this movie fell in love with the main character. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? His name was James. Actually, no, that one orderly who doesn't speak English at the uh, oh, at the nursing home was given a first name. Yeah, but just like basically, like there's, there's just one other character. There's two characters. He's yep. going to babysit until they fall in love. The end. Yeah, well, it turns I, I was, out he's a pretty good babysitter. I mean, so. I was impressed that it only took 90 minutes for, uh, for Christie Alley to realize she was completely wrong about everything, and she was John Travolta. Because <laughs> he doesn't change at all. It's just about, like, she's like, well, I guess, I guess this is what I get. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, show a lot of growth. She yeah, has I'm to come around that. to the idea that this man liking her is what she will let happen. No, I think you change him after you start dating. Hmm. It's too early to start changing him. Yeah, that's all. That always works out. <laughs> I I think that's not what dentists say about like your braces. I feel like they do like there's like no no you got the Invisalign in now, all right? Like <laughs> as soon as you can. So the right? minute you meet some a person, you're supposed to start molding them into your future husband. Well, unless they're perfect already, yeah. <laughs> we are neither a dentistry nor a romantic advice podcast. <laughs> and that's the plot of Look Who's Talking. <laughs> that's the movie. Uh, that's the movie. So now we're gonna do. Uh, we've done our compliments. We've done our summaries. It's time for our hate game. Uh, well, today we're just going to do more of the, the, the question game because this is such a bonkers movie. Mm. And also because it's about a baby and only one of us has one of those. Ezra, you're the only one here who has a baby. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm glad you're not surprised. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, I, I know I have one. So we're all going to ask you some questions and you're going to have to explain it all to us. So this is Claire Ezra explains it all. So if we have que- everybody has questions for Ezra and Ezra has to answer them as if he is a very confident teenager. Let's yeah. do it, uh, guys. Hey, Ez, I'll start you off with a softball. Um, so at a certain point, Mikey is being rolled down the, the sidewalk on his stroller. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, there's some Bee Gees playing in the background. 
Uh, but Kid has swagger. He is saying hey to mm-hmm. all the all the honeys, all the fly honeys in their strollers, yeah. and having high fives, having little chit chats. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what your baby does? Slash, all babies do? Do they just have Are like they macking on every other baby? Right. Yeah. It's they actually, got some baby uh, max. I, I, sh- I sh- <laughs> um, grew up to big big max. Um, yep. <laughs> okay. So um, it's actually this. Is, Actually, what happens anytime anyone pushes anyone in a stroller is the BGs play. Like that's that is like contractually oh. obligated. Is that um, does it come from the strollers or does it come from, like from the lamp posts on behalf? No, we don't of the exactly strollers? know where it comes from. Honestly, oh, no one knows. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the mysterious. It could be the real BGs for all I know. Wait, is uh, it, is that coming from the stroller or coming from your brain because you're so tired? Uh, <laughs> when you ha- when I, you have a baby, everything sounds like the Bee Gees. Huh. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it that way before, but that's probably the more logical explanation <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. And how, probably why no science isn't racing to solve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, that actually leads to my question. So they can hear each The babies can hear each other? Yes, mm-hmm. they're they're inner like, adult voices that are cogent. Yes, they yeah. they can hear the other ones. So, but as adults, I know for a fact that I cannot hear other adults' inner inner diehard monologues. And so, at what when, age do you stop do lose that? being able to hear other people's thoughts? And is that super unnerving? Um, I mean, I think it's just Alex. If you could quiet your own mind, you would be able to hear everyone else's diehard. It's oh, just that your own. Okay. My mind's great. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But so if I if I were to think about nothing enough, I would be able to hear other people's thoughts. That's the point of pretty much every major religion is just meditating enough so you can hear Die Hard. Yeah, I've started to do meditation as I've shared on our email newsletter, and yep. every once in a while I just hear Yippee Ki Yay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I don't think that's worth it, but it's still cool that you're doing it. It's cool though, right? Like you can you can see why people would. Yeah, you know? no, I definitely get it now. Totally. Um, what is so? We mentioned this earlier. It sounded like you were confused too. So now you got to buck up your confidence. But mm-hmm. what does he know, and what does he not know from birth? He's got words for some things. Oh, He's got apple question. juice. He knows how to work an elevator. He knows that cars drive. He knows to call them cars, but the steering wheel is called a circle. Right. What are the right. witnesses' knowledge? <laughs> Alex, you're really teasing out the inconsistencies. <laughs> I was just trying to figure it out. I just wanted to know what the game was, and I don't get okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the best thing I could say. Uh, so it is sort of known that like babies can hear stuff uh, in utero still. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's why you play stuff, classical so... music, so that they will be snobs. Yeah. <laughs> right. You want to start early. Yeah. Um, uh, but so so the thing is. I don't know when they're listening, when they're not listening, right? Because they're sleeping in really like you know inconsistent times in utero. Also, um. like you know, so you could be explaining like how a car works, and they just they miss that whole part of it because they just like they're narcoleptic, you know. And they're, but they do uh, speak English in utero, and then they have uh, to learn. Like if they're born someplace else, they have to learn Spanish as a baby. I mean, they they, they speak diehard in utero, <laughs> right? Which is yeah, you know, he speaks which English, can obviously. be translated into different guys. Can we watch Die Hard in Spanish? Uh, sure, yeah. Like physically? Uh, or would, like, do we I'm, want to? May we? <laughs> I love the idea of us watching a movie in Spanish for the podcast. That would be really fun. It would have yeah, to be would sound very romantic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would love to hear how they translate Yippie Kaye. I think it's just Yippie Kaye. Yeah, what? I think that's a. That's a cognate? I could have been using this this whole time? Yeah. That <laughs> odd cowboy swear? That's universal. Yeah. Everybody understands that. what that is. Yeah. Hey, as I have a question. Yeah. Um, why is that baby so huge? <laughs> um, 
So I mean, I Albert's think, not you know, a huge look, dude. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. None of us saw Die Hard when he was young, presumably, right? Okay. Hmm. The prequel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Live Euro young. prequel. Live hard. My least favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> um. But yeah. So and we don't know if it's accurate or not. Really, this could just be how Bruce Willis looked when he was early on. It's completely actually. But developmentally, I feel like he looks nothing like a newborn, uh, like from the get. Well, no, there was the one scene where they cut the umbilical cord, and that was pretty legit looking. That yeah. was legit looking. I agree, but even I, then, and still even kind and of a sizable baby. I still couldn't stop thinking like somebody had a baby this morning and already had it auditioning for movie roles. <laughs> well, they didn't. That's the that's the Hollywood magic. That oh. baby was at least a month old, I swear. Oh, you think? At least. Th- yes. Okay. Well, that totally throws my theory off if they waited three to four weeks before they started auditioning him for movies. That's about, no, no. I think it's just callbacks, Alex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With callbacks. They, they start the audition process on day one. You had to get an agent, you know, like in the first week, yeah. right? Then call, and go out and call. Anyway, ah, Hollywood. A, yeah. Oh, it's boy. A, it's a business. Yeah. yeah. Well, no and then the baby like is like, it's like two to three days later, and the baby is like six yeah. months old. Yeah. And she's like, I've only been home from the hospital for 24 hours. Like, yeah, Wait, what? A week later, it has all its teeth, adult hair, and a beard. <laughs> it's got I like mean, a, yeah. But like a douchey beard. It used that beard. condom in its wallet, <laughs> you know? Right. The, the, the equally weird part is like, um, I mean, Kirstie Alley says it like, you know, that she's, there's breast milk in the bottle, but like, there is no way you would go through the pain of having to pump if you didn't have to. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is just, that is, that is, that is a terrible, like, like, it's, 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 it's not fun is it, what you're saying? Yeah. It seems not, like not, fun. Seems like people are not actually big fans of it on the whole, you, you, you know? Plugging into a milking machine. Just, yeah. Oddly enough, it has not yet to take off. <laughs> yeah. I'd try nope, it. Still have you tried great. it as? <laughs> have you tried it as? No. I... Should I have? Yeah, <laughs> I like as is like nah. Yeah, nah, man. Man. of course. No. I just, I just, I mean, I just, I, I swapped out for a pickle instead. Like I, I thought that was, that was, I didn't realize like only cost you a dollar per usual. Uh, yeah, that is actually that's a really excellent point. As why were the eighties yeah. so um, insensitive to everybody? I, were there no people weird... in the eighties? Were there no? Uh, I think. Yeah. I think maybe here's best guess. Okay, so I know there was like an oil shortage. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> in the seventies. So, going do yeah. tell. So, well, and there's also like and like a stock market like you know like kerfuffle at one point. Yeah, I know a, a bubble and then a crash. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a like, goof. You, you know, I mean the, the technical term is kerfuffle. Yeah. But yeah. A stock um, market whoopsie. I follow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think those created sort of like a um, I don't know uh, maybe a empathy deficient i think uh maybe like or or just you know just like maybe it's also the constrictiveness of like the shoulder pads or just the excess of madonna that's on the airwaves like i think all those factors just together a confluence of all those factors yeah right well, it was the perfect storm it just feels like we're rearing back so hard from like a, a generation earlier where there was a lot of progress being made theoretically for, for yeah women. and someone's just like and Whoa, suddenly, too much of this yeah and suddenly it's like put on these shoulder pads and get in this box <laughs> <laughs> feminism is dead <laughs> you'll be fine don't worry about this, this it this movie does seem to take a lot of pains not to be very feminist doesn't it yeah there's a lot uh, well, al- yeah. although I mean like Amy Heckerling is like only one of the like one of very few like female directors that I, that I can name by name so like you know maybe it's sort of like a, this is what she had to do in order to make her movie 
Yeah. Like, like, so it's like, maybe it's like she's actually playing the stereotypes in a very smart way. She's like, hey, I'm making bank off of this. Um, uh, I can do what I want. And so, like, you know, I can, like, I can, like, say them. This is like a, you know, just a light comedy that, you know, like, continues, like, sexist norms. I but like actually, the idea it's super that she is called into an office in Hollywood and she starts to say all that. And the guy is like, look, we are in the worst economic downturn since the great rut row of the 20s. And uh, <laughs> there's no way this feminism bullshit will fly right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If right. you want to be able to make a movie, Amy, you have to be able to have John Travolta say, that's how you handle a woman, Mikey. <laughs> I... I the, the craziest part of that, so there's a scene, okay, uh, I'll, I'll break the, explain it all for a second, um, but there's a scene where, like, uh, she's listening on the monitor to uh, John Travolta saying his, like, his, like, goodbye speech with all of his, like, you know, great advice, great fatherly advice, <laughs> and what, like, the moment the thing she that falls she's, in like, love with him. Right, and the thing that, like, makes her do that is, like, he's, like, you know, never hit a woman, even if she's asking for it. <laughs> and, and, and we're just, like, supposed to slow clap at that point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, like literally, she's like in Fight Club, and she's like, "Will you please?" I hit want me? you to hit me as hard you as you can. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm begging you for it. Don't, not even then. What if? Yeah, like there's a mosquito on her left cheek. It's like it, like it, we're in like a malaria rich zone. Yeah. She's like super worried about it. Just like, you would can, you mind slapping? The mosquito it? is like, actually wearing a name tag that says Zika on it, and <laughs> you can read it because you have great eyesight. Yeah, <laughs> but she's carrying two large uh, trays because she's a, a, a server. She has trays with food on both hands, so she can't slap it herself. Yeah, I, that's here's the thing. That's high risk though, because like, what if the what if Zika moves like quickly, and then you just like knocked over like a heavily burdened like server for no reason? You know, yeah. all that flan will go on the floor. For oh, all that flan for nothing. What do you? Are you guys regularly punching mosquitoes off of each other? Like, yep. did you know that you can wave at them and they'll usually scram? I don't know why you're knocking people over. <laughs> Actually, that is probably it's probably dangerous to try to punch it because what if the mosquito sees you coming and just flips around and Zika's your hand? Oh no! And it's like kung fu. But if there's one thing you know about me, it's high risk, high reward. <laughs> um. Okay, did I answer you guys' questions pretty I think well? I you did it. Let me ask okay. one more question. If you were trying to get a baby, when you're trying to get your baby to eat, do you ever do a seductive strip tease? Ah. Uh, because she does I a mean, real weird sex dance to try I to get think I would to like to. I think I would like to reframe this a little bit. So, as you know, sleep, sleep goes down, right? Sleep deprivation is high. Yeah, uh, that yeah. can affect many things, including moods, but also I think balance generally and general coordination. I think she's just trying to stand, maintain standing up. Oh, that's <laughs> not her sexy dance. She's seasick. Yeah, <laughs> inner ear problem. Super, super dangerous. And she's just like, she's like, why? Don't laugh at me. Like, I need help here. Come on, man. Yeah, it's the and vertigo. then John Travolta gets the starts, you know, Saturday Night Live in behind her, and like, which he is, he can't not. <laughs> that's right. His inner ear problem that, is he Saturday Night Lives all the time. You mean Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, well, <laughs> makes more that's, sense. That's, that's, why, that that's why you don't be, jump. That would be the joke. Yes, don't, there it is. Don't, Hello. That's what, that's what you get for jumping on my joke, Alex. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> I just wanted to play too. Previously on the Adventures of Meatberg. Welcome to Meatberg, the city where all the people who donate to Read It and Weep live together, whether they want to or not. I'm Mayor Meatbot, a robot in charge of this city. And I'm an old-timey prospector in love with the mayor. Whenever someone donates to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies, we have to do a little radio drama about that person and their role in this meaty world we made up. Sorry to cut in here, but this was supposed to be a previously on, not just an explanation of what's happening, guys. Yep. 
That's why we set all this awkward exposition earlier so we could flash back to it right now. Including this conversation. Though it made way less sense before, uh, you know, without you there to interact with us, Mr. Announcer. Uh, we sure sounded like crazy people responding to hypothetical criticism while we were alone and naked. Well played. But why are you naked? Yeah, why are we naked? A little German chancellor named Dennis stole our clothes. I have a flashback. No one will ever believe you. Well, he's right. Meanwhile, in a field outside Meatburg. Oh, look, a new meat buddy just donated. Hi, I'm Jane Espenson. Stress on the first syllable, you know, like estrogen. (laughs) That's a really helpful way to remember that. I can't think of any other word that has the stress on the first syllable, so good job picking that one. How about escapades? Escalate? Espionage? Dennis? No, not not Dennis. Good try, though. No one can see me but you! We have a new way of determining the special powers of each of our meat buddies. That's great. I'm very excited to learn what my power is. Hey, wacky doctor, can you come in here? I'm a wacky doctor! Okay, what's wacky about you? Instead of going to medical school, I just memorized the hip bones connected to the neck bone song, and now I operate on people. Oh, that, that is not exactly how that song goes. Well, hey, I, I never said I was stopping my class. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Can we just stop here for a second? Yeah, Alex. Uh, what's up, man? I'm, I'm too embarrassed for this. This ad is not good enough. Well, I mean, well, buddy, they're, they're never actually very good. You know, but we know you try, and we still like you a whole lot. Plus, like, good, quote-unquote, isn't exactly the point of these ads. They're, they're supposed to be fun and make people want to donate to the show and to give us an outlet for our robot prospector slash fic urges. Right? Cool judge? Mmm. That's a good slash fic. Yeah, I'm just having a mental block with this one, though, you know? I Like, do you guys realize who Jane Espenson is? Oh, of course. I mean, she's a fantastic writer. She wrote for Buffy, Firefly, Battlestar Galactica, Game of Thrones, dinosaurs, pretty much everything good ever. Oh, I get it. You're nervous because she's a real writer, and you don't think your writing will be good enough on this ad. Yeah, I've never like tried to impress people with the ads before. I've just written silly stuff that makes me laugh. But this has this has to be like the greatest Meat Buddy story ever told. Well, I mean, if she wasn't going to like the ad before, she's definitely not going to like this weird meta conversation you wrote. I know! That's the thing of it. Whatever I do only makes it worse. We're still naked. Dennis! It's okay, Alex. I'm the Meatberg version of Jane Espenson, and I'm here to tell you that your ad is good enough. It is? Yeah. When we were writing Buffy, we had tons of bad ideas. Like, originally, instead of being a vampire hunter, she was just a deer hunter. Just loved shooting deer and eating venison jerky. Huh. Originally, Firefly was going to be about actual fireflies, you know, living in a swamp, swearing in Chinese. (laughs) You know, the point is, even if an idea starts out bad, you can usually save it with pop culture references and witty banter. Wow. Thanks, Jane Espenson. I feel a lot better. Hey, what about Battlestar Galactica? Instead of calling the Cylons toasters, was there going to just be more toast? Oh, man. That that would have changed everything. Seriously, Jane, it's like... I have this great weight lifted. Thank you for your help. And number six could have been a doneness setting. I've got to call Ron. We need to reboot this thing. It's as if her special power is making people feel good about themselves. Oh, that's a great power. She gives people around her confidence to accomplish things, even though they're scared of them. I like it. Yeah. You know, somebody like that probably has the confidence to be a guest on a podcast, even if they're a little scared about it. You know, just, just saying. Ron, listen. Ron, it's me. It's Jane. We do the same thing, but with more toast. I know! 
Well, thanks, Jane. This has really been super helpful for me. Uh, all right, let's restart the ad. Wow, I totally messed that surgery up. Instead of determining her superpower, I, I just took out one of these, uh, gonna say kidney? Don't worry about it, wacky doctor. People have two kidneys. Right. Two. Wink. Well, I think we all learned something here today. That medical school is worth the money? No, silly. That everybody is capable of more than they think. Good point, old-timey prospector. High five! Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies to donate to the podcast, and we'll custom write a radio drama featuring your name and a slandering of the hard work you've dedicated your life to. Sorry, guys. Had to take that call. Battletoast Galactitoast is on. Wait, if you were over there, that means Wacky Doctor operated on... It was me! Dennis! Tell, tell me you guys can see him! He is real! Can we please have our clothes back? I'll trade you for that kidney. Well, maybe in a bit for me. Feels really good to finally air out these golden nuggets, you know? Me buddies, 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 me buddies. Alright, now it's time you guys for the game really quick of top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five is uh, where we play mini games and answer questions suggested by our listeners, which you can play along at readdashweep.com or on Facebook or on Twitter or by email, all of those options, send us questions about our topic that we're talking about, and we will include them. Uh, first up, Helen uh, asks on Facebook, uh, she says, Look Who's Talking was my sex ed. What movie was your sex ed? Dude, oh. and then I she totally said, remember kids, this. which is important to add, yeah. that you're not just learning this now. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, when I was a kid and I saw this movie, it pretty much was my sex ed too it was a similar experience yeah, I, was at that I age remember that like, explanation as well yeah i knew i knew the that theory sperm talked to each other happening. and swam around well i knew it was silly it was a silly movie Wait, what you know? what age were you guys when you saw this movie because my sex ed was my actual sex ed in fourth grade yeah me too where uh, we had to watch the miracle of life at which point i was like okay great thank you so much <laughs> i think I saw this before then i i think i must have also my mom really liked this movie, and I can see the parts of it where she would have, but I think it aged terribly. Ooh. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, sort of like that baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I definitely... Will, how old was I when I first watched this? Uh, 31. <laughs> Just saw it for the first time. Perfect. I remember not liking it as a kid. Like, it was on, but I wasn't paying attention. I was yeah. much more into Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> uh, and you were, like, like, doing crossword puzzles laying on the floor in front of the TV? Mm, no cross. I've never what been good the, at crossword puzzles. The thing you used to I, I mean, do? you mentioned what? this before on the knitting show. in public radio. Knitting? Hmm. I wasn't knitting. It was it was cross stitch. You guys, I'm why are we doing them. this? <laughs> you know, tiny I just, old guys, person. Tom that was Smith. much later when I was eleven. <laughs> you know, guys, as long as you don't care about the accuracy of your sex ed, anything could be sex ed. <laughs> oh God! I was just talking to somebody yesterday, a friend of mine, and I was telling her that we're watching this movie, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I, that opening sequence is so amazing that they actually shot that. That is like that's like I think that I remember that being like an actual. They actually filmed. Like she thought that opening was like actually inside a person. No, wow. like what? <laughs> what film crew? got uh, also just the numbers on that are totally wrong like that's not how any of that works yeah that guy has a really low sperm count 
Yeah, that guy. And you found <laughs> you found two people, and right at the moment of them conceiving, you had a camera that could shoot through their meat and see. In 1989? Just, in 1989? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking I, about? I should say. I, technology was not what it is today. <laughs> I mean, ha- having. I should say, having, like. So I, from what I hear, it can be very tricky to be pregnant. And also, pretty much feminine anything is actually much harder than you realize. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Takes so, like, takes. to try to do both those at the same time, I would not recommend this, guys. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of flattering lighting going on in them, them yeah. quote-unquote, tubes, Inside you know? Yeah, yeah, do you know the sheer wattage of lighting you'd need yeah, to, like, right. surround they, everything with a pleasing glow? Yeah, no, they, uh. that egg looks like Meryl Streep. I mean, things are going great. <laughs> for everything in that environment yeah i mean also the whole inside looks like just a lot of like uh very nice fabric and a glowing light representing an egg like it doesn't look anything like what i imagine the I real mean, things yeah. look like alternatively it's just like the just the the cinematographer really earned his keep on this one you know like just it it could be it could have it could have been the most impressive thing yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> since I mean, inner space when they actually shrunk down a crew and went inside a body and for that one friend of alex's it was yeah. <laughs> <Blew her laughs> you know but uh as long as we're on the topic of interesting sex ads uh if you haven't yet please check out Isabella Rossellini's uh, uh yeah. series on the uh, uh sex yeah. lives of animals that is fantastic that is delightful um I, I so when you say this is your sex ed like what part did you learn just that the egg went through a tube and that 7 to 12 sperm talk to each other and get in that egg like there's very little information here that's just you know behind behind what all the the grown up wriggling is about. Yeah. Well, but, but it's then, also not clear like that they were wriggling to call, like. Fortunately, we don't have to watch the thing that makes those twelve sperm come. Yeah, right we don't now. have to see Albert get a leg over. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, question number two from Scott on Facebook. Uh, this isn't a kids movie, but it's also not really an adult movie. Who is the audience? No one. <laughs> it's one of those weird... Well, I feel like they don't have kids. a lot of these movies anymore where it's like a general audience movie, which means we're splitting the difference and we're not catering to anybody in particular. Mm. I think this is supposed to be like a... more of like a 20s rom-com thing. Like, like a family I, family film. Family I mean, comedy. It, it did really well. Yeah, weird. no, people people were feeling... Which I, I, I will not he say that I understand He looks like a baby, but he sounds like Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so that reminds me now for my next question. This is from me. Uh, what, what would you rather... <laughs> oh, so A lot of the time, the top five games are, are my games. <laughs> top five is me, guys. <laughs> no, that's not a secret. Like, I wear a lot of hats here. I'm very busy. <laughs> I do say I'm that. I'm usually top three through five. <laughs> yeah, this is not a surprise. I say here no, are some games not. I want to yeah. play. This is just yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. show. Um, now's the part of the show where we talk about what I want to talk about and now's the other part of the show where we talk no, about what I want to talk about sometimes we play like one change or uh, like yeah, yeah, games yeah. that I just, just right. but here's my here's my question for you guys uh, so this showed a baby sounding like Die Hard what yeah. would you like to have an inner monologue that sounds like Die Hard that's not Die Hard oh so what what celebrity voice would your inner monologue be no oh saying? great great question not what i was asking Steve Buscemi. the other way i was asking if you could put an inner monologue on a thing that is not a speaking sentient oh. being what would it be so oh. yeah actually i i had this i had this thought because like i i have a sneaking suspicion this actually was just a normal rom-com with uh like like a jerk like kirstie alley and john travolta and then they just the greatest like adr like after the oh. fact and post, just like it's all after the edit this. Yeah, yeah. there's like I thought we could fix this movie if we just have Die Hard talking, and so I want to have this. Yeah, this like a, a bunch of like just what other things could you fix? 
by so making something talk. So normally, the, the, originally the script was called Look Who's Talking, and the answer was John Travolta. He's an adult. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and it just is like, wait, wait, wait. We we just I I got it. I got a whole different idea. But yeah. yeah. So um, I would like, I would like um, I'm just looking around the room right now. Okay, no, I have an idea. Have well, one. as yeah, go Tanya, yeah. go. Oh, I want to hear more from those bitchy talking flowers in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> like, I want like a Real Housewives yeah. that's just like the daffodils like talking shit about each other. Real Housewives of Garden Plot Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can learn a thing or two from these flowers because they have secrets galore. <laughs> if I were to get mine, might be sad or I don't know. No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love it if my phone had an inner monologue, like oh. the physical device. You mean like so, her? like sort of but it's still Would you have a sex phone. with that phone no god no okay, no good. did you have sex with that phone? no i can't hear it but it's just a movie with the point of view of the phone where it's whenever like a toy you're, story with whenever a phone. you're dialing you're poking at the screen it's going ah 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 and wow. then like when if that phone doesn't like being touched that is a sad life <laughs> yeah i know and then it's like in the dark it's called and, and the, the touch pan- screen you'd think yeah it's it's in my pocket and it's like all warm and safe Most and it like goes day, out to the light and it's like oh the lights is so bright i can't i'm still like, enjoy christmas pocket it's really this nice is, in here this this feels like the same problem as when you give food a personality and then oh, you're like, yeah. so is your yeah. ultimate hope to be eaten? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's is weird. kind of tricky. Oh, oh, how about this, guys? What about, say, like, um, Old Yeller with Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Wait, like a, during an the old, movie? Or yeah, an, after- an adorable old dog voiced by Iago the parrot from yeah. Aladdin? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then uh, gets shot, right? You know, as they are, Disney is slowly but surely live action remaking pretty much everything. <laughs> so true. I think you're going to get your wish. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. I like the idea of uh, that uh, my like other body parts also have personalities. Uh, so I would yeah. like if my finger had an inner monologue while it was poking the phone, it was like, yeah, take that phone. Yeah. Or oh. your fingers are a boy band, right? Yes. Oh, th- 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 Chris, th- I think th- we just invented finger puppets. big pat on the back that's our idea top five we win again innovation keep it to yourself pass it on (laughs) innovation hold it tighter (laughs) um so if this was uh uh, i guess this is sort of like no retreat no surrender but like which uh which other babies seemed like more interesting babies to be in this movie or if that doesn't work for you what would you what do you think babies actually say because i don't believe that it's this Ooh, um, okay. So more interesting babies would be babies that uh I don't know, that that are more gymnastical, I think, do a lot more oh, rolling. Oh yeah, and, they go to that baby gymnastics. Yeah, something like oh. that, like a like a gymboree yeah. situation. You know, uh, I'd like to see a gymboree These babies just kind of sat around a bunch. Yeah. But I guess that that fitted their celebrity voices. We um we actually could fix that problem pretty easily just with the clothing that we give babies cuz like if you notice most like you know onesies with feet they don't have any springs on them and we could change that oh, okay so this is this is sort of like a seduction community thing where if you're not interesting wear a stupid hat so yeah. for babies you yeah. want to turn them into bouncing like injury prone like Dangerous they already can't bounce party missiles yeah party missiles <laughs> call them party poppers <laughs> i actually as that adr thing you're just saying really reminds me so basically because this movie is just his voiceover but the baby's mouth isn't even moving you could re-edit this movie and just do anybody could do any script over what the baby is saying 
I'm pretty well. I don't know. I just feel like YouTube wants to tell you that this has happened. I think, it, <laughs> but I don't know that yeah, for sure. I bet it has. If not, here's that my would be sloppy a, guess. A long project, <laughs> but it would be kind of fun to do. Like, yeah, Ooh, I don't think about the eighties anymore. So the baby's like, like, I don't like the way you're using that word. You know, and if this hasn't been done, I think the key is in your description. It would be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Like to overlay a long sustained scream over all of his lines. <laughs> oh, like the goat Yeah, that scream? would be fun for like a minute and look a half. Who's screaming. <laughs> look, who's, look who's barely functioning now. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Let's the game of top five, I think. Top As, five. Top five. Do to you want to add something there? Well, I mean, my only thinking was um, you could pretty much just like, you know, just put the. Uh, uh, like end of like being John Malkovich right into the into the baby stuff, like it's just that it's just that like that that same sadness over and over again of just being stuck in there. I don't remember the end of being John Malkovich. Is it super sad? He's stuck in a baby. Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. At one point we were all stuck in a baby, but that baby <laughs> became us. You know. I don't Whoa. think that's the way to say that. Whoa. <laughs> Ezra, do you know this thing about your baby stuck inside a baby? What? Well, I hope he's okay with it. He's gonna be there a little while longer. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a few years. Yeah. Oh man, that's a creepy way to phrase that normal thing that happens to humans. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I want this. <laughs> All right, that's the game of top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, now it's time for the minor compliments. We're gonna go in reverse order. This is the second compliment of our compliment sandwich, and uh, we're gonna. It's the last nice thing you ever have to say about look who's talking, Ezra. You're up first. Okay. So in the trivia section, of IMDb. Love it already. Um, it's a, it says, according to Kirstie Alley in her memoir, she fell in love with John Travolta during filming, but stayed faithful to her husband. Whoa. And, right? And 100 out of 101 people found that interesting. I think with the with the last person being like Kirstie Alley's husband, probably. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Down no, he, You don't think even he'd be, he would be like, well, that's interesting. I oh. think he would definitely, he, he does think it's interesting, but that's a protest vote. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So I guess maybe if it, was, if it was italicized properly, maybe he would agree then. They did have really good chemistry. I thought they were fun, yeah. 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 I kind of feel like there's a chance that if you're in a room with that era of John Travolta, it's hard not to have chemistry with him. Here's oh, yeah. the problem, guys. The, and it, it just, I, I need you to gauge it appropriately. Uh, apparently, this is also John Travolta's first movie in like five years, though. So like he had a lull that we that we did not know about because we you know, like those like couple decades well, kind of like he'd accrued, yeah we were too busy going well, to elementary school i mean xanadu <laughs> was was bad and also so. as he'd accrued so many vacation days at that point uh-huh. <laughs> all right my minor compliment is um i because I, I i didn't like this movie didn't care for it uh nope, not did. uncomfortable didn't like it at all uh and yeah. so i am just glad to know that it can't exist now because uber has killed it and people are mad at Uber, but I think it's a, it helped in this one regard. Wait, 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 oh, wait. What because you're saying is that you, you would never that have a cab driver. Aren't a thing anymore. I think they're like the idea. You would not. Uh, you would definitely not have a cab driver hang around in your life very much like this. Wait, no. but the whole point is like it wasn't that because he was a taxi driver he had all this freedom to go hang out. It was whoever her driver was in that case was John Travolta and hung out with her and made sure she was okay. okay. But no, but I, here, here's my read of it, Alex, if, if I understand this correctly. So you would obviously not just hail a cab, you'd, you know, you'd call Uber or Lyft, right? Right. And then if they keep on hanging out with you, you would give them one star rating. Yeah. 
Exactly. I so really think if you are going into labor on a sidewalk in New York and there are cabs, you get in a cab. You don't get out your phone and see if like, you know, they charge so Jim much more. is six so blocks much away. More, Tanya. They, they, they charge like it's like double or triple. It's really crazy. What? No, it's no, not. No, like so. Like I, I picked up a cab from the airport at Burbank, and Are like, we really doing this? I'm just saying, compared, in, in it was New three York times though. as much as but as to a an airport is so different than to a hospital. Than to a hospital, she was York, walking down the sidewalk. More, this, I think it's more comparable in New York. Yeah, it is. But like, if you're walking down the sidewalk, not like, oh, I'm I'm going to labor. I have all my resources. I'm doing this. She right. was just like. On the sidewalk, oh no, water breaks, or oh no, she's going into labor. You take you take the first thing that comes along, you know. Okay, that's what I, that's what I would imagine one would do. You're right. Uber would give her a bottle of water, and they would play whatever radio station she wants to listen. And to. also, just as an accountant, I think she would understand. Like maybe she'd actually do Lyft Line. You know, maybe she wants to save a couple bucks even more, and like uh, you know, have a couple people share in it. Because like when I, you're no one is using Lyft kid, Line, the app is terrible. Oh no, no I I love Lyft Line because really? it's like oh yeah, well because in my area, no one else uses it. Oh, and so you get I get just a cheaper prices. rate. Yeah. I'm always on my own. Uh, but you yeah, no, are I guess cab driver, Ezra. Oh, so so you must do I have love a kid that I'm getting somewhere? free lunch. I do. Oh man, I wish that's actually my biggest complaint about the movie is that we did not see enough about the lunch. Wait, are you married to Kirstie Alley? Is that no? He's in love with Kirstie Alley, married to somebody else. Oh, uh, I think Kirstie Alley Take wanted to that leave trivia. that other husband. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, not interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you guys have gotten in this long discussion so we can avoid the fact that that was a weak compliment, but it was the best I could do. Okay, next oh. up, it is Tanya. No, you're last. Snuck it by us. Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my compliment is actually for Albert, for, uh, you know, the, the CAD character oh, who's yeah. rich and awful. Uh, not because I think he's an admirable human being, but I love a character who is always redecorating. Oh. His office, he is constantly putting up new things, and yes, he's stopping the decorator. Yeah, but at the same time. He was always yeah, accounting before that. Like, but it's so weird. He's got such a weird, like, it used to be a, like, deco, like, new deco, like, fluorescent light style office. And now he's just importing, like, all this, like, uh, Native American art and, you know, stuff from, like, artisans in Mexico. And then when she goes there again, it's completely different art on the wall. And it's, like, the last time it's without comment. He's just constantly putting new stuff in there. And I love that quirk. I like it's that, great. Oh, I wish I had done my minor comment about him. He's, he's actually kind of chill, too, about it. Like the baby yeah, smashes he's casually wealthy. This very know? expensive Native yeah. American art piece that he just got in his the baby smashes it and he's so chill. Even oh, when, also even the when baby his, is casually racist about it first. Well that's true. That is true. Um uh, it's the eighties. Yeah, also, but I blame education. Also uh, <laughs> That is weird. Did he learn that in the womb? When did he get yeah, casually? How do you know the lone lone ranger uh, reference? I think they were still showing the super old school Looney Tunes, which I have a weird soft spot for, and that is a lot of racism. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, but yeah. God. What? Oh, quick question, guys. What that we enjoy right now will be pretty darn racist in 27 years. Everything. I'm positive. Just every just single thing? Media is just, yep, it's fucked. Everything you like uh, now, you're going to find out is racist. Every, even every, Unbreakable every, Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, especially <laughs> yeah, Unbreakable especially, Kimmy Schmidt. That's racist now. Yeah, there's that Vietnamese boyfriend? Uh, it's so oh, cool how you live beyond the internet, Ezra. <laughs> that, the, but no, but he was like a love interest, which is like non-stereotypical, right? Like, yes, usually, but like, then he's doing and, a, a, this awful accent that is not the way he normally talks. Uh, that is making uh, also. Well, now I'm breaking this down for you. That right dermatologist now. watch anything. That guys, dermatologist a committed a suicide that they yeah. made fun of in this. Pretty soon, all it will be is Nova and. Uh, well, I do enjoy Nova. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nice. All right. I guess I still have my Nova. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kimmy Schmidt is fun, but ooh, there's also it's also problematic. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, the P word. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. It's weird that you went to that first. There's a lot of stuff I thought you could have. It's because the season two just came out. I, I was excited. Yeah. No. It's, oh, it, it, it's, it's still great. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Um, I I think maybe the only th- like I just watched eleven twenty two sixty three, which I talked about in the weekly week last week, which I loved. Uh, but I think that won't be problematic later because it's a time travel, so it's all taking place when things are racist. Oh, yeah, right. Although, so that's, that's the although, what if our, in the future we have actual time travel and then they're just breaking down? Nah, it wouldn't happen like that. You can't yeah, have time travel more. in the future and not have it now. That's how time travel works. What? But what if they do? If we invent it in the future, we they've come to here, we have it now. No, what if you can't go back in time before the a time machine was invented? That's like that's one of the, like the possible like ideas. I don't know. I, I mean, I it's magic. In None hand of it's possible. Reasons. So why why yeah. would you add that weird shh, rule? Shh, shh. Things we're not going to solve on this podcast. Time travel as a concept. <laughs> this is not a time travel advice show, you guys. Put in your Invisalign right now. Become Although, Alex, if you want to start that show, I am on board. I would do a Me time too. travel show with you. What if we already Circular have... Circular Logic, okay. the time travel podcast. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's called Time Travel Yesterday. <laughs> or Time Travel Tomorrow. It's got to be something. Yeah. It's not Time Travel Today. Sorry. Look who's time traveling now. Look who clicked not interesting. <laughs> uh, tough but All fair. Right. Okay, uh, Tanya, your minor compliment. I just, I, I briefly do want to point out that, you know, while the 80s was riddled with a lot of weird and terrible things, I did a, a little light research and Heartburn came out three years before this movie. Oh. So as much as this feels like a trip into some sort of like dark recesses of time, that I feel like that movie has a lot more interesting things to say about relationships and you know the heartburn heartburn yeah, the Nora Ephron movie starring Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson yeah ladies Does anybody you know what I'm talking about babies talk in that movie yeah no but the, it's a look at motherhood and relationships and you know just the process of like getting your shit together and it's it's a great movie and you know it was it was also in like culture at that time. I just feel like it's worth pointing out that this yeah. was not. All right, fair enough. Also, well, Die Hard came out before this movie. Yeah, yeah. I got. <laughs> you don't <Good> say. Phew. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, my compliment. I was going to say is that's not the... a compliment. So I'm glad you have something. No, else. I just that was just a thing I wanted to say. <laughs> I just didn't have time because we were talking about time travel. <laughs> Guess I could have used a time do machine. Do we have the time? <laughs> oh yeah, nothing boy! But time. All right, just I'm keep, back in. Just keep talking, Tanya. <laughs> Anyway, my compliment is for the scene when John Travolta is asleep with uh, Mikey. Oh yeah, because it, that is a really that's yeah. a really nice feeling. And even though it was you know fakey as can be, I still was like, oh, that's such a nice feeling. That baby, yeah, was I feel good about the stranger sleeping like yeah. like. With, with she my, is both like, too calm and then too upset about him hanging out with his baby. But, at the point that he that he, that that happens, he has been babysitting for her for quite some time. Okay. Yeah, like the kid oh, is yeah. almost walking, like not yeah. quite, but like kind of. So yeah. he this has been a this has been an established relationship. Also, I do like that that babysitting montage is exactly how every babysitter handles like the first four minutes that they're with a kid. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna do everything. I'm gonna turn you upside down every two seconds, and then like five minutes later, you're like, oh my god. Oh man, how many more yeah. hours? How many more hours? Oh great, it's three forty-five. When do you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> and inside that baby, tiny diehard is like, turn me upside down again. That was good. Or real baby is like more yeah. again. Right. More. Uh, yeah. Because it doesn't know more words than that. You mean? 
No. Well, it doesn't have to do the effort of doing the flipping. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the fl- just more flippy ride. That's all they yeah, that's want. That's what I'm saying. We need the springs on the shoes. <laughs> party missile. Party poppers. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing that could possibly go wrong with this. <laughs> that's the tagline. It's called party poppers. There's nothing that could possibly go <laughs> it's wrong called, with this. What's the worst that could happen? Springs on your baby. <laughs> everybody that's it for our show you made it thank you so much for listening we all made it everybody made it thanks for joining us uh we will be back again next week talking about samurai pizza cat what (laughs) man this is sponsored by sean who says uh it's a series where the producers in north america didn't like the dub so they just redid all the lines with wackiness i can't really say if it'll be delightful or anguish or most likely both but it won't be boring <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Sean. I'm just—I think we picked Samurai Pizza Cats almost entirely by the name. So, yeah. yep. But this uh, may be a Teenage Mutant Ninja it? Turtles situation. Yeah. Uh, also, you guys, right now, go to Podcrawl dot space and make sure you check out our what Ezra. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> go to Podcrawl dot space. It only costs us two dollars, and you can find out about other. Uh, <laughs> Other, the other shows in this pod crawl and when you tweet about it tag us hashtag pod crawl and uh, so check it out so just a reminder this is episode one Flophouse is going to be doing episode three and in between those TBTL or Too Beautiful to Live with Luke Burbank will be talking about number two so please follow all the shows listen to the whole trilogy um, we will be uh, are you guys planning on watching the other two movies again to listen along with the pod crawl or, I might. or do you have busy lives I mean, if it was available in some easy way, like like I think Luke Sucking Two is like Amazon Prime Instant Watch, so I'm, I'm I might. I was thinking it's about possible. watching along the next two, and then maybe like afterwards, if you guys do, we could do a little like uh, bonus podcast catch up where we talk about the other shows on the pod crawl. What if you just like have like a picture of my face, and then you can get Bruce Willis to talk over? It? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, if we had Bruce Willis, we would not even put a picture of your face. This boy, hold on a second. This podcast is called about- Hey, you guys, we have Bruce Willis. Guys, can I swap out Bruce Willis for a pickle? <laughs> yeah, so it's it'll granted. Cost, it'll cost you a dollar. Ed. It'll cost you a diehard ass. Worth it. Your face <laughs> and the voice of a pickle? Yep, that's what I want. That will be on the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you to our very our newest. Thank you so much for our newest be- meat buddy, Jane Espenson. Uh, it, uh, it's, we really appreciate the donation. Yeah, guys, thanks, Jane. And I'm blushing forever. Yep. Hooray! Yeah, we're also yeah. happy to have you on board. And if you want to become a meat buddy, you can go to readashweep.com slash meat buddies. And uh, even a small donation really helps us out, so we really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, as always, for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. But join. And at <laughs> Ezra Fox. What? <laughs> <laughs> also what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. <laughs>